Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Once again, we are here. It's LDO episode 356. We're still going, and we're joined tonight by Stephen over here. Hello, everyone. Hello, our lovely Patreons. And down in the bottom is the Tone Star. Hello, Tony. Hello. I am everyone's favourite, Carrie Kitten, except people still haven't showed up, so I'm clearly not everyone's favourite. And, uh, well, what's been happening this week? And I have to say, like, my excuse, I was away and I wasn't here in, in Barcelona. But interestingly, two things I should mention about being in Barcelona is firstly, either everybody was just riding electric scooters illegally or they have a very permissive law. Like so many e-scooters and um, e-skateboards really whizzing along in dedicated bike lanes. But more interestingly, you remember last week I talked about sort of meeting a Karen who decided to ask who 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 allowed me to fly in the field and wanted names. Yeah. We were doing a Segway tour around Barcelona, which was good fun. And I didn't fall off or anything. And they go pretty well fast done. when you get going. Um, when we were all stood there in, in one of these areas and he was showing us this building by this architect Gaudi, if you know the stuff, yeah, um, some Spanish woman came up very smiley, said something in Spanish and he talked back to her and, and said stuff. And uh, and wife said like, oh, did she answer a go or something? And and he's like, no. She said to me, a very, and he made a point of saying how smiley she was and pretending to be nice about aren't um, segways illegal in Barcelona? And then as he was telling us this, we saw her there with a, a phone taking pictures of them, like she mm-hmm. was going to report. So we met a Spanish Karen who basically Yay. tried to stop us having fun. They're everywhere. That is my Barcelona story. They're everywhere. They're not just here. They get around. They're everywhere. So what have you guys been up to? What's going on? Steve? Oh, right. I I built a very, very small quad. Another one? Yeah, another one. This was from uh, an Instagram guy. You may have heard of him. Sub 250 gram FPV. And he produced this cute little quad it's the only one i know that's designed for a 10 by 10 mil camera but that isn't even a nano camera in the front that is a run cam atom which is 10 mil by 10 mil it's ludicrously small the picture is tolerable it's better than the old cad x ones but yeah two inch props on uh 1102s and i've also got some ridiculously small bright orange which i highly approve of bright orange batteries 1002 Ten zero two motors, which is, I've never seen this, before. Is this one the turtle frame? Is that what it's called? Or is I this think a this one? is a nameless one. It's from this Instagram oh. guy who builds uh, kind of ultralight quads, and he spends a lot of time stripping them down, savoring every every gram, and putting his 
larger motor and batteries you can get on there with everything else. Or, what are you flying? You know, 2S on that? Extra light. 2S, yeah. Most people were doing 1S, but I thought that was a bit dull. So I got this uh, Happy Model X12 board. It's got a 400 milliwatt VTX on there, believe it or not, and it seems to go. I've got a little Omni on there. And um, the, the four ESCs, 12 amp rated 1 to 2S, and an Express LRS little ceramic antenna on there. So you get quite a lot. Um, the motors were only pulling a, a ludicrously low amount of amps. So, yeah, 2S works pretty well. Pretty well. Nice. Uh, the, the reason I mentioned that frame is um, I've also seen posts from him, and he sent me uh, a link to the video of, um, I don't know if he makes the frames or makes the whole things, this turtle thing, and it was flying on 1S. But it looked very much um, like it was flying on 2S or more because it, it was doing things... You know, Whoop's always a little bit, a little bit gutless when you know you want to do the sort of the you want to do a the split hit the throttle like, and oh, I'm going to crash now. And yeah, yeah, you just don't have the room, especially inside. But that looked that looked really impressive. It looked like he'd put the weight at a at a state so like the power to weight ratio was really really good. That'd be interesting. Mm. Just, he's designed it so it's really lean. Like it looks like a much bigger quad, but only because he's used a really tiny camera. Can you bring that on um, Saturday? I'd like to look at that. Yeah, I'll bring it along. And it gets about four and a half to five minutes on a 300 Ma 2S, which is pretty that's nice. Pretty, so yeah, very nice. low stack height. And he's just, he's made uh, just all the decisions based around this specific tiny camera. So you can only use the 10 by 10 camera. But once you've done that, you've got I think this is 34 grams, and I've still got the JST plugs for the motors on there, so I could probably shave a bit. And with going from 1102s, which these are right now, down to 1002s should take 2.8 grams off it. So I'll give that a shot and see if that improves performance. But, yeah, it's a nice little park flyer. And obviously when you're flying something like this around, you can just, just mess around near park benches and stuff. You don't need a ton of space. And it's still better so- to pull itself out of dives and that. That's all right. Audio, audio Gek is saying the cam is really bad, though. Is it is it bad or is it all right? Because normal, your normal Nano is 14 mil, isn't it? So they've shrunk it down significantly not, from that. Yeah, it's not top of the range, but I've still got things like uh, Cadex Turbos and Cadex EOS 2s, and it's better than those. It's better than the old Cadex uh, Nano cameras, I'd say. It might not be up there with the best of the latest small cameras, but compared to cameras of two or three years ago, it's perfectly adequate. So, you know, if it shows you a picture and everything doesn't go dark, if there's a bit of sunlight out, then, yeah. you know, it's good enough. Right, yeah, there's a good amount of contrast. I was flying it yesterday, and people in the UK would probably know it's a blazing hot day. So I threw kind of flew three packs through it there and, yeah, got pretty good results, but that was the best conditions one can expect to have. My only beef with it so far is these HQ by-blades which are like 50 mil by blades, really lightweight, two inch props, some ludicrously small pitch. And that gives it the long flight time. But they're designed to push fit and they don't push far enough down to actually allow the, the, the spindle of the motor to actually go into the prop. They, they sit on there like some kind of like hat perched on top. There's maybe four mil between the actual um, rotor between the bell and the prop and uh that's just asking for some sort of snapping action on the on the motor i think so i, I got out my little drill and drilled them all the way through if there's one thing i dislike about small quads it's the idea of push fitting props because 
Yeah, something's going to go wrong there at some point. I mean, I've I've gone out with an old quad that I haven't flown for a while with push fits, and I've gone, let's go. And I was, I remember, I was filming it with uh, my GoPro, and I I played it back, and you just see it turned into a prop launcher. They go, yeah. and the quad sits yeah. there. Yeah, oh, this one, one is on the other end of the scale where you can't really move them once you've got them on. You better be sure you've got them right way around and you've got the yeah. props you want. I used to Good. glue mine on, just a tiny bit of super glue. Yeah, yeah. I've done I, that I've before. I've missed that quad, actually. Two S400 Mar. It was a hmm. Dan Upton special. It was one of our friends in Brighton, designer made it. And um brilliant little thing. It used to fly fantastic. Where'd it go? <laughs> Something broke on it and, you know me... Bit of blue tack on Capitate. there, it's too heavy. <laughs> so needs... you've been doing something on the other end of the scale, I gather, Tony, right? I've been playing with the smallest possible motors known to mankind. You're slightly larger, right? Yes. I we got you know, we went over to uh Fossils HQ a couple of Thursdays ago when I had to dodge the show. Um we've got it working. Um and then we put it all together and then armed it and it armed, but we didn't give it any beans on the um, throttle. So we thought it was fine, come home, and we were like, and nothing happens. So, and then the FC caught fire, that blew up. Uh, luckily, Danny Boy had saved my PIDs and all my settings, and then we went up the field, our flying field, and... Uh, put everything back together. New FC, which Clive in the chat sent to Fossil and Fossil sent to me. So thanks, Clive. Um, which was an old CL, CLS Racing, I believe, which was what I had in there. And, and um, so we put everything back. It's 357, old firmware. All my PIDs are all back on it. And when, I was so nervous because I'm flown for i don't know months september was probably the last time i actually flown the x class um stuck it miles away from us ran back <laughs> put it put it on and everything spun up right and i went go blip the throttle and it went <laughs> it literally <laughs> flipped because we were thinking about strapping it down um because uh if you get the um Oh, God, here we go. Let's play You're going to need a hell of a bungee to strap down an X-Class, aren't you? Well, we, we, uh, when we done Danny's, when he was having problems, because it, it would just, as soon as you arm it, it would just start going... Runaway um, D-term. Um, yeah. And we put props on it, and we literally ratchet strapped to the table to do it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it, so anyway, it completely flipped, got back to beta flight, which we hadn't been on for, well, for, for so long. I haven't actually turned beta on beta flight on for two years, so that's that's how long it's been since I've done a build or anything like that. Um, and then realised the board alignment was wrong, so we managed to get it right. And uh, it, I fl- only flew it for maybe thirty seconds, but it felt it felt like the old one. It felt good. So fingers you get the throttle up high. No, I blipped it a few times, and that was it. So. Really, the test is going to be on Saturday. I'm, I mean, I might be out for Friday evening. But, well, it'll be yeah. good for the audience either way. Hopefully not, because I just really, I don't want to take it apart again. Mm. It's maybe it's you big, should upgrade the firmware. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> no. It flies great on firmware. firmware. It sounds more like you need to fireproof everything because the last yeah. two flights from it seems to have included the words fire. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, don't normally go fair, on fire. It had flown for three years until it caught fire. That's pretty good. It's gone to Texas. It's you know it's been in a suitcase in the bottom of a plane and flown around Texas and come back and been to events. Yeah, so it's, it's done. It's done. It's done well. Um. Yeah, and I've got no money for batteries, so if anyone want to give me some batteries on Saturday, that'd be great. Yeah, you were saying two minutes. Two minutes, that's not a lot, is it? No, that's that's two. I've got two 4S 3000s together, so it's only 3,000 milliamp hour. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if you're, you know, cranking it up and flying mm. fast... Yeah, I'll consider running that sort of LiPo on my 7-inch, like 8S 3000. So yeah, yeah, on what that fourteen-inch props? Thirteens, I think. Yeah, but yeah. That's so the... anyway, it, it's it, it might fly Saturday. <laughs> if not, there's other guys going who've got X classes. Martin's got a new design. He's taking his his other ones flying. I, mean, I think he's he's on twelve S with that. Um, Need to get so, you sorted yeah. with some kind of lipo sponsor, don't we? Oh, that would be nice. That would but be. You'd have to nice. fly it more to actually get a sponsor. <laughs> Some batteries. I'm just going to keep them in the cupboard. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> I need to heat my van sometimes. <laughs> so, as you've alluded to, going somewhere on Saturday, this is obviously to Wings and Wheels. Yes. Now, you two are going at what you're taking, and who else is going in the chat? I see some people talking about it. I think a couple of people. Hopefully, Frank's going to turn, turn up. Uh, Clive's definitely going from the chat. Uh, who else is going? My mate. Ryan from last year's games, he's going. So I'm yeah, I'm literally yeah. waiting for Danny to help me at, at nine pm put my um put my tent on the top of my van. I normally say my van only on the top question of my is tent. kind of what can I take? Um, I don't have an X class, so I'm not going to be racing X class. Got a couple of five inch, but I've got a ton of little micros. If there's any space for messing around with micros, th- obviously you don't want to blitz anyone else's video. The- I think they might let you in the tent because there's a tiny whooping in the tent. Um, and they'd normally do it all day and I think you'd probably be able to say, yeah, can I have a go? And maybe even fly in the evening when everyone's finished. As long as you're on yeah, 25 Andrew, mate, and whatever, I think uh, you'll be fine. Andrew slash Frank was talking about night flying, which uh, I wasn't aware about, but sounds like that's going to be a thing, right? Yeah, there's normally so much going on. Um, so yeah, I think you'll you'll be fine to do it. I think you've got to make sure you have BMFA or you know some kind of insurance as well that you can FBV UK. Yeah, probably be all right. Hopefully, I know when you race, you've got to have BMFA. All uh, right. Well, yeah, I'm not BMFA. I keep thinking about BMFA, but the fields are quite far from where I live. And yeah, there's just a lot of regs. They technically to to fly uh, a multi rotor, they want me to pass a commercial test, unless there's someone supervising me. Which just like, what? Why? Why would I go to a field if I need a commercial test? They, they want one of the commercial pilot certifications to fly a quad. 
but you can fly a wing just with the regular BMFA stuff. And they said they'd look into some of the uh, the racing and FPV certs, but I don't want to go get a commercial cert just so I can fly in their no. fields and pay a hundred quid to do the hundred quid a year well, to stand I in their field that's the miles from the house. Probably is that they they will follow the purely legal thing about you must always have a spotter with you which is that's probably your supervision point of view which has moved on very slightly to you must have some with a buddy box i guess but um no i've never been a joiner for these things plus despite me flying in fields a lot i do like to have the option of just you know going where i want to go um and just getting on with Mm. it i guess I think, the, yeah, yeah. Um, as Clive says in the chat, the wing guys are going. I think there's wing racing Saturday and Sunday as well. And I think they're doing some night flying with their wings. So, Plus, there's so much going on in day. Like, we're probably shoved down the end the quad bit. Um, and there's, there'll be jets and all, all sorts there all day flying. And then in the evening, I mean, I'm taking RC buggies and rip you know take me rc cars and stuff so they'll be all over that so yeah it should be good. yeah i should probably have dug that out unfortunately my rc car stuff is uh shredded right now i i discovered what goes wrong if you try and go too fast with an rc car unlike a quad where you just hit something and replace a prop with an rc car you hit something and the drivetrain gets completely polished smooth and you have yeah. to take the whole thing apart it's got all yes, them cogs so, yeah. in it they get a bit stripped, yeah. don't they? They do strip a, a bit. lot stripped. Yeah, I tried three S in my one I got given the other day, and it just the the back was trying to overtake the front all the time. So I was like, okay, I'll go back to two S because this is stupid. It was just literally just twitching all the way up the road. It was probably all right on Sounds grass. Fun, though. Yeah, yeah, on grass I think it would have been fine, but on road it was just like. Rawr. So the oh, question yeah, for Stephen so. is, will you be taking a money or credit card with you? And do we need to dedicate an entire episode to this is what Stephen bought at Wings and Wheels last week? <laughs> I think I've got enough stuff right now. Yeah, you uh, say that, but it's like, oh, yeah, this week I bought and then a big list appears <laughs> of stuff. It's so. been a bit like that lately. Uh, a little bit carried away. Um, yes, yeah, so, so far, so good. I'm, uh, I've been... Sensible. The only thing I've bought recently is uh, a new FC, an ESC stack, just in case I want to rebuild my old, old four-inch because I've got a pin-connected HGLRC stack. And every time something... I think it flies nicely for 30 seconds and then there's a wobble and I think the pins lose connection between the FC and the ESC. It just goes crazy. Like, it'll get stuck on a throttle value, not like one of those oscillation, you know, runaway... Uh, D-term stuck on the high throttle but no, like it'll just be off in its own world you can't do anything to it um, and so I've I've given up on pin connected stuff and I was going to replace it with a new proper F7 with with a cable yeah, Something that randomly sticks on a throttle and doesn't want something. to move is not something I'd really like to fly ever Yeah I, I keep seeing them recommended to, to newbies you know, flight stacks where you've got a pin, like an typically a kind of a five by two row of pins on the FC, and one block goes down to the ESC, and there's another one on the top that goes up to the VTX. Wow. And it's just asking for trouble. Like, all I you need to do is tap with, one um, of them, and you'd knock the pins off. 
Yeah, the problem with those ones is that means you're literally on that yeah, you're locked uh, in. ecosystem. It's like uh, you have to get this with this with this as opposed to just being able to swap a single component out, which is less useful, I think. People, I've noticed recently there was, there was some talk with, uh, I think, Acon and others about, you know, getting the, the pinout agreed on for FCs and ESCs and you have to get yeah, some kind of universal agreement for the pinout. It's all very well and good, but I think if you're not sure about what pin does, what connecting those, you're probably going to walk into some problems sooner or later. Um, I'm not sure there necessarily is a, a newbie-friendly solution other than you should just read the manual and, you know, and check the pins. Well, I generally think that, like, rather than pins, a newbie-friendly board would be, like, a flight controller which has all nice, easy solder uh, pads all mm. on the outside so you don't mm -hmm. have to try and get in like mid board and get something or some weird jumper that, that has to be switched over and it all just uh, the solder goes on quite pleasantly they, they seem to have got sort of semi I say semi sort of uh, traditional about like ESC boards to FCs but then again lots of people just prefer yeah, to like wire them up that little cable some people think there should be some universal standard, but all that happens is you ask someone to come up with a standard and then they simultaneously do it at the same time as another manufacturer and then you've got two different standards all of a sudden. So mm. What I do like on this one is they put a nice little sticker on the top of it. No little thing in the box, but they actually put a sticker saying what pads what. Because That's the writing's good. always like mice Who's, type, who's that it? by? Oh, this is a cheapo one. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It's HackRC. This was like the only thing that Banggood had at any sensible price without going upwards of 100 quid for a stack. I think this was uh, 60 quid, which is probably more than it's worth, but prices are a bit ludicrous right now. Yeah. I, the only thing I've bought this week is diesel. <laughs> and that was expensive. No, actually, tell a lie, I bought a soda panel thing. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. It's just a fold out. What are you out. doing with that? Uh, Charging my leisure, bat leisure batteries while I'm stationary for two days. And uh, you can plug in phones and I charge GoPros. All my GoPros have been charged by the sun today. I charged my DJI batteries by the sun today. It's very liberating. You get enough to do quad batteries or is that asking I too much? I think that's probably asking too much. It's only a 60 watt panel, but it will trickle charge my leisure batteries, which i worked out to take 55 hours from flat to do 210 amps, but it doesn't need to be flat. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's really, really good, though. You literally lay it out in the sun and then mm. you can plug a USB port lead in it and start charging things. So Perfect I don't want to burst your bubble, Tony, but over the last couple of days, we've had strangely brilliant, like, this one week that we call summer. So I want to know how it's doing on when it's a little bit more it, traditional well, British this, weather. Yeah, it, uh, was it this morning? It was a, it was a bit cloudy this morning and it still it still charged my GoPro. So it's obviously a slower pace, but um, it, yes, I am charging up my batteries with my Solar Fairy. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's it's uh, yeah solar fairy. You just have stuff. to convert your van to electric now, and you can go fully off grid. I could, couldn't no I? No more diesel. I do like well. I've, 
I've got a big inverter and two leisure batteries in there, so I've I can have um toast in the morning and a fan on at night and things like that. So um yeah. It it runs my gutter vac for about forty minutes non stop. So it should power a fridge full of beers uh constantly. Yeah. Well we'll have to see. Big experiment. I may have mm. wished I um well, there's going to be a decreasing amount of mass it needs to chill over time there. So, you know, the power requirements are going to drop, aren't they? Yes. But I'm going to... While I'm driving it, it's charging as well. So I've got a split relay. So it's going to charge all the way down there. And nice. then when I stop for two days, because I'm going Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I've got to help set things up. So I'm just going to hang my solar fairy off the side of the van and just trickle charge the batteries and fingers crossed it'll all be good but cool. yeah no i don't think it's good enough to not powerful enough to charge lipo stuff not at all i mean my leisure batteries will i can't do if it only there were some decent subsidies on solar and they could push the prices down this would all mm. change i think i know i i had uh, someone come around and Look at my roof of my house because it faces south. And they want fourteen thousand pounds with a battery. Like, how long is that going to take to make that back? Right. Before I die or afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I decided no against that company, but I've seen it for about six and a half, which I might do. Not sure yet. Depends on the power output, the panels, and the longevity of them. Whether they degrade and stuff like that, right? Well, they they're always degrade. I mean. I think you're looking at about 15 years, 20 years if, at a push. Oof. But the thing I like about it is that it comes with a battery. They put the battery mm. in the um, roof, and that will last a couple of days. So when I'm That's a good work, idea now. They won't buy the power back off you. Yeah, exactly. You used to be able to swing it before when you could sell the power back to the energy providers, but they're being gits now, aren't get they? And won't let you do it. 5p a kilowatt something ridiculous. It's not even worth yeah. it. Um, Might as well put it into crypto mining. <laughs> yes. Well, that costs a lot of money, though, doesn't it, to run the electricity for all well, these? Certainly not good in the summer. <clears throat> no. Yeah. So, yeah. Just giving black well, that's, magic. <laughs> that's what I've been doing, getting the X-Cars ready and packing, basically. So Nice. If anyone in the chat is coming, I'll see you Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. People are going. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I'm thinking of popping along on Saturday myself. I don't really know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'll, I'll turn up with a variety of aircraft and batteries and see how it goes. So, oh, okay, that's the weekend. I can't, I can't, I can't go. My my current excuse is that I'm having to go to Leeds to look at um, university open days for my daughter. Oh. And for yeah. the next several weeks, I am doing this tour of the country looking at strange well, universities well she, she figures out how far away she has to get so it's not easy for you to come up and visit her and embarrass her mm, i actually passed like on 150 mile radius caroline's sage advice which was they need to go far enough away so they can't just pop back it needs to be like half a day's mm -hmm. travel therefore it's truly independent they can't just yep. pop on home and say here's my washing also how do i clean stuff and you know ask questions like this so or when uh, they move yeah, out all... and get a, a rental 
out off campus, like, hey, dad, can you fix the boiler? Hey, dad, the sink is backed up. Hey, dad. Yeah. No, you I don't know how to do that. any of that. I can, I can fix a quad. Uh, and maybe a TV and some <laughs> so, computers. And any problems she has around the house, you just turn up with a quad and like rip it around the house. I just, I just, <laughs> I turn up with a hammer and just start hitting it, and that's about. <laughs> is it fixed now? It again, sort of thing. No, so <laughs> and unfortunately, th- these are these are long things. Like we have to go up tomorrow to stay overnight because it's all the way to Leeds, and then next week we're doing, I think, um, Lancaster and. Loughborough, and then a couple mm. of months after that, we're doing Edinburgh Napier, which is like a whole like weekend and the flights and stuff. Oh, and the other place was Falmouth, so it's all like at least five six hours wow. uh, by road, which is long long way. Can, can do you, how many stops will you be doing that in the Tesla? We have not done any charging whilst out on the Tesla. Our journeys have been up to about two hundred and twenty miles, but that's no problem doing it in in one shot. Mm. This time we have to stop and charge, uh, so it's like, how do you use a supercharger? Oh, I don't know. This is, like, this is going to be a new experience, and uh, we'll see what happens. We we don't know. We've we've looked up. The idea is to go up to about Sheffield, find one of these supercharger places, plug it in, uh, and see what happens, and uh, hopefully not break down because that would be pretty embarrassing. Like, hello, can can someone plug me in? Because if, if I can't find a supercharger, it's Put like a generator oh, well, in the boat. Just in you'll, you'll just need like twelve hours or so to charge it. It'll be fine. That that won't like, be. What's much that fun. crazy man doing with that big stack of lipos in the car park? Yeah. What's going on there? It won't be pretty. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be fine. Caroline's saying supercharger. You plug them in. That's it. It's. Uh, I don't like stuff that I haven't done before. I don't like new experiences. Yeah, but don't you have Ooh. to? Is it free? Are superchargers all free for Teslas? No, they're not. We've we've added. Um, I've got I a clip of to, Elon saying. In, I think in they England, used to be, be and then they're like, "Oh, these are getting forever. popular. We ought to charge people." And I think we got credit when we bought it for charging, but basically you have to. Um, we, we've put like a credit card in against like the app, and I think the idea is now it just. When you plug it in, it's just like, oh, I know this car. I'll charge it to this card or something. I don't know. Figure it out. Hmm. That's I'll report I, back next week. I definitely saw Elon saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be free for everyone in England. No. I've no, no idea how much it is either. It could be really expensive. I haven't got much choice. Well, can't believe that. Else we have to drive from my daughter's car, which is a Ford Ka, and I don't want to sit in it for six hours. No, sod that. Uh, I'd rather the noise. Risk it in Changing the gear like a loser. Blah, what's that all about? What's that all about, eh? Oh, like it's that. funny, I had a... Um, I come out of Sainsbury's, I parked my car on the end, and there was a Tesla sitting a couple of parking spaces away, and the guy cut out and went, oh, I love your car, love your car. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then I said, I've never been in a Tesla, take me for a spin. And uh, he was a technician, and... Saying, look, this this bit, and he was waggling a dashboard, and I was going, Jesus, it wasn't very, um, wasn't, I don't know. He said it was just a bit sloppy, the build quality, um, but Jesus, it was fast. He had the dual motor one. They are super quick. Oh my god, I was like, slams back my in my favorite seat. thing to do is when I take people out to show my car is just get a bit of road. And mm. just put the foot down, yeah, because they all incredible. like this. It's 
Brilliant. Yeah, very good. And then uh, you see the range drop by about levels. 10 miles when you've done that. Yeah. <laughs> From hearing people talk about the experience, it sounds like Tesla as a concept is almost like a, a wide beta test of a car in many ways. Yeah, like it performs really well, but it's not quite 100%. If you, if you just use it to drive as a car, it's fine. If you do any of the... Like, I deliberately didn't get any of this self-driving nonsense because I... I I don't trust that. Who would? And you can go on YouTube and you can watch all these self-driving yeah, cars them. crash into other cars <laughs> endlessly. And it even says some stuff like if you look at the manual, which is an online thing, even the uh, cruise control is is used as beta. It says you might experience mm-hmm. phantom braking. Like, what? I don't want <laughs> oh, <laughs> just to brake yeah, randomly yeah. in the middle of the road. <laughs> because it's like, oh, Sorry, I thought I saw another car there, but I didn't. It's okay. Carry on. I thought it had like odd door closing and things and stuff like this as well. It was just a bit bit of an odd design flaw here and there. Like they're experimenting, throwing stuff at the wall. Someone yeah, said apparently that, the on, handles on... go all the time on the Teslas because they're mm. wires and they pop out, and then the wires obviously bring it back in. He says he's forever changing the wires on the bloody door handle. Yeah, they used it to be heavy rain when you open the very door. Very bad. Out. The, the quality on them that that seems to have got a lot better. They got over that now. Yeah, so we looked Maybe around just for us old ones because it was like um, you'd like close a door and you'd like that's a bigger gap than that side and that sort of thing. But really? we, we've mm-hmm. inspected our one a lot and it seems all right. That didn't stop my wife managing to scrape it on a piece of parking <laughs> as she took it around a corner. But then we went into this um, Tesla repair center and that was interesting to see. Because if you ever seen the Tesla that's been in a proper crash, it's interesting. It's like uh, imagine hitting like a stack of TVs with a hammer, and it kind of looks like that. It's like that doesn't yeah. look like a car. <laughs> it's well, I saw stuff the funniest thing the other day. Um, do you know these girls who are into crystals, healing crystals, and all that malarkey? She literally stuck them all over a steering wheel. And I was like, airbag. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting in your face. Fucking <laughs> bomb, go. Yeah, so uh, healing crystals will be dangerous. embedded in her oh in her face. Oh, I found that quite funny. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears. All thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Anyway, back to uh, flying. Back to flying. <laughs> I mean, electric cars are tech and they use probably tech yeah. from quads. They are. They're, they're a big stack of lipos that you can you know, use for other things, perhaps. Who knows? Can you charge There's going to be some bleed through for sure. From a Tesla. Is there like an output? Obviously, there's five volts and USB. It'll be a twelve volt socket. But what's it rated at? I guess. There, there. What is there on there? There's loads of USBs and wireless charging. I don't know. I saw some of the others, like the um, the the Kia and the um, what was it? The, the Hyundai both got recent um, big electric four by fours, and they had like an adapter that you plug into the. Um, charge socket and basically it puts like a, a 240 volt plug on it which you can then plug stuff in I don't know nice. if the Tesla has one 
It seems it seemed a bit pointless to spend all the time charging it up and then just taking the charge away again. Mm-hmm. Maybe good so someone have. here says there's there's only one twelve. Wait, there's a twelve volt power socket, but it's got <laughs> over ten amps. Well, that's not bad. That's you can charge. You can charge some bats off that. The Model Three has only one twelve volt power socket, but it's a sixteen amp socket. I wonder where that socket is. I haven't looked around well enough to see where all the sockets are. So that's like over 100 watts. You could definitely run a charger off that. Normally, I find stuff out by accident or because my wife has noticed something. Like the other day, uh, she told me I didn't know how to work the air conditioning because apparently in order to decide where the jets go, it's a touchscreen and you sort of drag it around. And I was like, oh, I didn't know how to work that. And I was like, oh, now I'm getting cold from the air because it was pointing nice. in the air before. And now you so you've got a Model down. 3? Yeah. So it looks like it's in the centre console and uh, there's a couple of cup holders and then there's a compartment in front of that. Well, the, the rear wall of the compartment towards the cup holders has a 12-volt socket by the looks of it. Oh, okay. I'll have oh, yeah. to look at that. You can charge and fly your drone from it. Charge stuff. Nice. Now we know. Um, you you you've been very secretive about something, haven't you, Kari Curtin? Have I? Your your army drone thing. You mean my military tech? But, but we shouldn't really be talking about this. I've painted it grey so <laughs> people don't know I've accidentally stolen. What's it called again? The Hornet. The Black Hornet Nano. The Black Hornet Nano. Look at all that infrared top-class army tech. Flies for an hour. You may be experiencing some sort of scale phenomenon where it looks slightly larger than normal. That's just because Curry's actually got a slightly shrunken hand at the moment. It's just a... No, I'm covering up the rather obvious Isheen logo. This is the Isheen... That's not going to fly for an hour and do 720p... HD video. And it doesn't have thermal. And you can't uh, get four miles of range on it. But you uh, can get about 30 metres, apparently. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Really but I thought it was interesting because I, I never flew helicopters um, mm. because they're difficult to learn on. And when you crash them, they cost hundreds of pounds to put right. This allegedly... Um, kind of ignore the camera because I think it's one of these really, really horrible... Wi-Fi FPV things that you get in cheap and nasty drones. Oh, oh so it's FPV? Kind of. like <laughs> You know, like nasty toy drone FPV. It's that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the actual flying of it, it, it it's supposed to just... It's got um, underneath there, it's got an optical flow sensor. And the idea is it's able to hold its height. Yes. And it's got Very a one-touch takeoff and landing. So this is like, if you can fly a quad... This this is supposed to be, be as right easy to fly. So I thought this is interesting because I'm not a great line of sight flyer, but most of the time flying a quad line of sight, the problem you've got is it looks the same from almost any angle and it's mm-hmm. really easy to lose orientation. The thing with a, a helicopter is it's like, oh, big thick end is the front, a little mm, skinny end is the back, so you should be all right. But um, I think I, I'll be trying to mainly fly it line of sight and see how it goes and... I think it'd be quite How well fun. do you reckon Isheen optical flow is going to work? Not very well at all. Especially <laughs> over, like, grass or anything that isn't 
beautifully optimal conditions. But what I think it'd be fun to try conditions? and see what happens. Is carpet optimal conditions for an optical flow? I still don't want it, even though it's not that big. It still it still gives me like that is you know about mm, ten yeah, inches side inch to side. I still don't know on that spinning around close to me. So it's definitely an outside quad. Um, I'll definitely put that at about fifteen to twenty inches. That. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought it'd be fun. I, I only got it because it was a piece of fun. I don't, I don't class it as anything other than a bit of a toy. Yeah, but it's a bit of a toy that I fancied having to go at because. I kind of wish they did it with five point eight analog instead of Wi Fi. Because that, I, I think that'd be good. I might usable. I might open it up and have a look, but I know it's got one of these all-in-one boards which has the receiver and all the electronics for the helicopter built in. So it's not just like I could swap it out for something proper. Um, but the 5.8 I might be able to do, but then I'd be looking at something that can fly to about 30 metres of range, mm. and it's like, well, is it worth it? Not 80 grand. It's a cute little airframe. <laughs> it is quite nice, I think. Yeah, I, I do cool. like the fact it, it's modelled directly after that uh, Black yeah, Hornet thing. Totally. I, uh, if I take it apart, perhaps I should split black or something and then try and sell it back to the army for like 100 grand or something. They'll probably buy it, oh, and then they keep, it, yeah. they keep crashing... Like they they don't seem the fussy. They don't stuff. seem to do any research. Right. If it flies in and crashes in the sea, they're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You guys were talking about that last week, and it seems they're making very uninformed buying decisions and maybe not training their staff much either. It's a bit scary. No. That's no. happening everywhere, isn't it? Catwick. I don't know if that's no, just an army thing. This... Yeah. Well, whenever we see one of these, we talked about one of those, um, a, a great big commercial drone went in, and it was the case of, like the 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 quad wasn't responding to return to home, so rather than like piloting manually, and it was in like line of sight range, all you had to do was literally go like this with the stick, and it would have come mm. back. It's yeah, just you like, switched it off. I'll just keep trying to do it again. I'll just keep doing it. No, it's not working still. Just keep trying it, and off it went into into the town. It's just there's no training for these people, is there? They just. They should have mandatory like line of sight. I mean, I'm I'm crap at line of sight, but I could like go. Or am I going further away from myself? Am I going towards myself? All right, yeah. Let's keep going towards myself, and then let's lower the throttle. I mean, you don't have to go and do flips and rolls, do you? You just got to get the the thing near your feet. It's not that tricky, especially if you've got something that, that will self level, which is often our are like, uh oh, something's gone wrong. Put it into angle mode, take goggles off, and then you can even if you're just see it you can at least see yeah. if you push the stick forward which way is it going and you can work it out from there and bring it back well never mind that they're probably staring at a controller that actually tells them where it is and how far <laughs> it is away from them so even you if just watch the little home, screen like, it's like oh, home I'm 50 meters away i pull it this way now i'm 60 meters away i push it that way now i'm 40 meters away oh yeah i'll get around doing that so, we've all panicked before though haven't they you know when yeah. you when you caught your screen goes blank and you go the All the legislation that's directed at us is supposed to hold us accountable to the same level as commercial operators. And what we're complaining about is the fact that commercial operators are supposed to go through all this mm. and they're clearly just not paying attention and not doing what they are supposed to be doing. And we as hobbyists have had much more time on the sticks and can handle the situations just fine, but we're getting the thick end of, of all this legal rubbish Meanwhile, the people who are doing commercial operations, a lot of them have clearly not been adequately trained. And if they have been trained, they haven't been examined to make sure that they're actually 
absorbing the knowledge no. and can operate the thing. Just well, switch I think it the off. Problem there is, and as yeah. you know, I'm I'm taking this as like hearsay information, but the mm. whole commercial pilot's license for a drone is 10% the flight test, which is essentially go around in a circle and land, and 90% can you write an operator's manual, which will tell you what to do in all these situations, mm. apart from if there's an emergency, and then what happens if the return home button doesn't work? They haven't, they haven't accounted for that yet. Mm-hmm. And another 50%, how much did your company sponsor the course and how much money has changed hands? You know, do how you many- know what the weather is going to yeah. be tomorrow? Is How it thick cloudy? is that brown paper what, envelope? What is that cloud? Is it a cumulus nimbus? Is it, a, you know, all that? Yeah. Not yeah. much. I work uh, with a lot of people in IT who do these tests, and often the least capable people are the people with the most credentials. They they do do the test, they jockey through this two day course or something, get the accreditation, but they've got no practical experience. And they've forgotten it because it was a test they did eight months ago and haven't touched it since. So yeah, I've, I've met worse than that on on one of the IBM training courses, which is it's like here yeah, you do a week and you'll learn about whatever. Um, there were there were business partners which basically are able to sell equipment, but in order to sell equipment, they have to have their staff trained up to this certain level of accreditation. Um, so they have to pass a bunch of courses. And what they normally do, they just buy this unlimited training sort of token. So this guy mm-hmm. was at one of these training courses and he hadn't gone to the actual course. He was just going in the exam and trying to bluff his way through the multiple choice questions to try and pass something. Yeah. And it was on something called HACMP, which is high availability, uh, high availability clustered multiprocessing, which is a, a, a thing we had on the AX operating system where he d- does like uh takeover if there's failures and stuff like that it's not really something you can just guess but I, I literally saw him leave go take a test come out and then ask me questions about what is it if this happens and he's trying to figure out what to do next he just kept going in and out and in and out so at the end of the day he may have got that accreditation but also no absolutely zilch about anything at all other than um perhaps a couple of multiple yeah. choice questions which may have stuck yeah it's not pretty i mean i've I've studied for a couple of things and got them. I did do Windows exams as well, like the Microsoft certifications, and those you didn't need to study. You just walked into the room and picked the obvious answers, and you got your 85% and passed it because they were just, you know, joke qualifications. Hmm. Yeah, not always a guarantee of success. Hmm. Shocking. No, and it's the same with um, multi-rotor stuff and uh, commercial operations. But that that kind of all changed, didn't it, in terms that, has that changed now, Tony? You know this. This the answer. To this one you can you can do eight months ago. I done my now. test. Can't remember. <laughs> but you didn't have to do like a, a a proper test as it was previously. It was a a sort of simplified thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all online. It was a couple of nights chatting. It was it was mostly about weather. To be honest, it was weather and how dopey, far away it? you are from someone. And it's kind was of like ATCFC or something else. Yeah, it's the A2. You can literally go out, look in the sky and decide if you're going to have problems yeah. or not or it's going no, to be no. okay, can't you? You don't need to, like, what is this cloud? Pretty much. Is this a it, Cirrus? A it was, yeah, it was a bit, most, it was quite a lot of weather, a bit of battery talk and tech and just how far away you're going to be from people and that's it, really. Mm. 
Yeah, I'd say that how far you are from hazards is like 90% of the important stuff that people actually need to apply. It's the only part that really hurts anyone else. (laughs) So I can fly to 30 metres away from someone now with this. Mm. But in my head, like 30 metres could be different to what it actually is. Because what, you're going to go out there and take a you know ruler to it and or countless paces as, well, as we know and... you know guys might overestimate you might find that 30 meters is actually about six foot seven yeah. um you just need to be careful when you're guessing <laughs> that exactly so i don't know man yeah i think the key is if you hit them you were less than 30 meters yeah, away. yeah if you were quite close <laughs> but you know indoors you can fly as close as you want do whatever you want oh Exactly. Speaking of A2 CFC, did you see the uh, the the response from the the, the CAA on the, the questions they asked people a while back, where they were asking what to do for the transitional period? No, I don't even remember these questions. Uh, fill in fill in, <laughs> fill in the void that our beloved Andrew slash Frank has left and report on this briefly. Oh, no. There was a questionnaire Come put back, out there Andrew. because there's there's supposed to be a transitional period because everything's. In the brave new world, all our drones will be marked with classification describing how fast they can move, what they yeah. weigh, how difficult they are to pilot, etc., etc., right? Except, when did anyone buy one of these? The answer is never, because those classifications, while they exist in theory, are not being applied to any shipping products. No manufacturer has made one. So we're in the transitional period, where they've made up the law, but there's nothing to apply the law to. And all of our drones... All our quads are never going to have any uh, classification applied to them because they're all self-built. And yeah. so they asked what to do about this, and the answer is that uh, everyone wanted the transitional period to basically continue in perpetuity. And they've said, well, in the absence of any products that we can actually apply the law to, because no manufacturer has created a drone with this classification, what we are just going to extend the transitional period. So. So far, so good. You can carry on using your A2 CFC and flying your your A2 open category drones and all this stuff, um, which pretty much means most people, I think, are looking at the under 900 gram category. covers pretty much all freestyle quads. And you don't go within, I think, I may be wrong, so don't quote me, but I think that's the 30 meter one, right? Yeah. And there's a sub 250 where you get 15 meter, um, except... it's ha- it has to have a slow mode on. Yeah, and that which, how do which, you even do that? Which will be well, it will be DJI drone, won't it? So I yeah. think the reason I don't know about this is when we started getting this question of those ESA rulings, which then became these classes, and it started talking about you may not go faster than X meters per second. I completely switched off and say I'm not doing any of this. I'm not. I became a petulant teenager, so I'm not doing it. <laughs> Try and make me. I just carry. I'm just going to carry on what I'm doing. And use use the golden rules about don't be on fire, don't be a dick, watch out mm-hmm. for people, that sort of thing, which I think is working yeah. quite well for me. Uh, apart from I'm still bumping into people that are asking me how I possibly got this permission. Yes, cut the Karens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm still flying near a skate park, um, and the Karens are, are still very distracted by things going on in the skate park and not really too interested in what I'm doing, which is good. <laughs> it's between the skate park and the basketball courts, um, which are both 
you know, refugee refugees for people who want to play loud music and smoke weed. And so the guy standing there flying a quad in circles around his head isn't getting any attention. So it's all good. That's good. All safe. I might I might go to a local basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unclear it's if Tony wants to fly his quad around there or just score some weed. <laughs> the latter. <laughs> What's Frank just put? Has any anyone come up close to an electronic concert? That is such a that difficult word. word. <laughs> say that word. Conspicuity. Electronic conspicuity. System it's the opposite of inconspicuous. Beacon. A beacon, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to do that on the new DJI stuff as well. It's all going to be yeah, this is where I am, this is where you are. I don't think anyone trusts DJI to do this in a decent way. Oh. This whole well, like the Americans definitely thing. don't. <laughs> we've we've let the police know where you are. Yeah, right. If you're flying inside the Gatwick. There was that thing mm. where DJI marketing were told that the system was uh secure and encrypted and people couldn't read the data and it turned out there was no security provisions taken it was all just blank advertising of the idea over the air and um, the marketing people had been given a, a, a packet of lies to feed to the media and the, the actual engineers at DGI were perfectly aware that there was no protection of users data it was effectively saying exactly what your account was when it was flying around and advertising it to everyone <laughs> fun times <laughs> nice fun. terrible yeah. Which is a shame because I it's um I, I especially loved that one they bought out with the idea of being like a, a rescue services drone, but I'm guessing that's not gonna get any um traction in the US because it's like this is government and we're not buying DJI drones. That's the one that had that amazing telephoto lens and had mm, inbuilt uh infrared and everything for night Very vision. Good drone. Really amazing. I think we've got the rocket man though, haven't we? The English guy Literally, has put a rocket Gravity on his industries. arm, and yeah. Have you seen them flying up with um, medipacks on their back around the wales and stuff? They literally uh, fly Snowdonia up a mountain. Doing it, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Excellent. That is. Uh, I've seen yeah, the, that 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 does feel a little bit like it's all a big PR stunt as well, because they're still they're they're not too d- dissimilar in accord in the terms of like after four minutes you'd better land somewhere quick because you're yeah. you, you're out of juice. Andrew just said that the electronic conspicuity beacons are a requirement for the C classes, and he thinks that's the thing blocking anyone releasing anything to market. And and there's a certain amount of resistance there, I mm. gather, because in order for any sort of electronic conspicuity to be useful, it's got to have a decent amount of range, which means it's got to have a fairly high transmit power which means you've got to pollute airwaves with a lot of extra interference. And if people put up armies of quads, it's going to just denial of service stuff in whatever frequency band that is. So that could be a problem. That could be a big problem. Yes, it will be. I think DJI is a problem now. Imagine if it's just broadcasting signal, shouting, here I am, here I am, here I am, as loudly as it can, as well as the video. I mean, I, I remember getting upset about the idea that Quad should have something for conspicuity. I'm getting the hang of that word now. And yet that is not a requirement it. of light aircraft, even though they're manned. And the, the excuse was there was like, oh, well, people can look around <laughs> in a plane and find what? out what's there. Okay. 
There's a um, question in the chat from Brian FPV. There is from Brian Does anyone FPV, know who the says, oh, what do you guys think about FreeSky and their access protocol supposed to be encrypted? That's not. What? No. <laughs> it, was it encrypted? Because it got uh, cracked pretty quickly in terms of yeah, yeah. Uh, you can do access on um, the multi-protocol modules now, can't you? Exactly. So if it was encrypted, they did a lousy job of it. And they're, it, much like there are cars and there are cars and there are nice meals out and there are nice meals out, there is encryption and then there is encryption. You can do it badly just because it's called encryption. You can use like a replacement cipher where you impl- replace like A with B and C with D and you call it encryption and you're just lazy. Or you could do it properly and use something like TLS for you know, like websites used for HTTPS and do it really well. Um, and there's a spectrum there, so it's not all on the same footing. And I've, I guess FR Sky might have just taken a shortcut or two because it's certainly been uh, included in the multi-protocol module now. Yes. I mean, it's so hard to tell because we don't talk about FreeSky anymore because it's like, FreeSky, yeah, they used to do something good and now mm. they seem somewhat irrelevant to the industry uh, and anything going on in RC anymore. Saying that, I, t- I still think, you know, that back in the day, XM Pluses were the absolute mm. go-to, and I've still got oh, uh, your quads on that wall. Same them, here. And they work very nicely, but... They went quite I far. think they just got greedy, didn't they? They said, oh, let's... Oh, we're going to put TBS out of business, and, hey, we don't want these copies. We're going to force right. everybody to upgrade and try and bring out this new protocol and make everything bad. Ugh. Yeah, Terrible. people do tend to rest on their laurels, unfortunately. Get greedy. It's humans, they get greedy, don't they? Mm, they do. I did notice that, uh, so that the new EthOS radios that FR Sky have, they're kind of fancy things, touchscreen, they look like they might be Android. They're not, they're this EthOS thing. Uh, and there was some chat on HTX. It turns out the main reason that they only run EthOS and they don't run HTX is because they changed the CPU to an H7 but there's some rumblings there, so we might see HTX on the new FR Sky radios, so they might end up being useful radios in the long term. Could happen. R9 was a real winner. God, that was absolute pants, wasn't it? I, I remember playing with that and having... The, I, I was actually in contact with them back in the day when, when R9 was happening and making videos about it, and it's like, my RSI signal dropped to four, like four, like that seems bad and it's like oh yeah yeah we're going to change that and it's going to be better i was like can you provide like issues you're working on and what you're fixing and what the next release is going to bring and they're like no we're just we'll 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 show people when it's out and it's just been awful and yeah somebody asked me caroline's just saying r9 is a winner as you can flash them to Uh ELRS. someone previously asked me in a video because i did a video about how to flash a module over is there any advantage in running Express RS over R9? I don't get why I would do it. And it's like, one's being actively developed really well, and the other's been left rot for the last two years. So it's like, well, pick your side, really. Yeah. PS, yeah. ELRS is the one that's getting developed a lot. Yeah, the, sometimes the you problem. need these technologies just so they can act as kind of a, a counterpoint, right? So you had TBS with Crossfire and R9 using basically the same chipset as Crossfire. And you just need one so that the other one can be a bit scared and actually improve. And so you ended up with with that hardware being taken on by ELRS. But some things are crap 
but they act as a catalyst to stop the rest of the market from standing still. Mm. I've done it's the true. same as a numbskull. I've just stuck with Crossfire on all my stuff, except for my um, X class is not running Crossfire. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, it's like if it's not broke, don't try and fix it. But if it's mm. if something's doing something that you want, um, get that instead. <laughs> It'd be better. Mm. Yeah. Well, right. anyway, well we have done. come to our, our fun hour. And uh, I'm looking forward for next week just to hear what you guys got up to. Sorry, I can't go with. Um, but have fun without me. Well, will do. And stuff. But um, in the meantime, thanks for joining us, uh, everyone in the chat. And thanks to all our patrons. You saw their names ticking along. And if you've ever got spare cash and you want to help support this show and what we do, please feel free to join up. And you get all lots of benefits like... Um, I don't know. <laughs> what uh, do you get? Stickers from I, Jack? If they pay us maybe enough, stickers from we will dedicate Jack. a show exclusively to them. We will do yeah, that. That is, that is that's, that's the, the top criteria, isn't it? Yeah. You've got the uh, the patron-only thing that we probably haven't done this month because there's not enough of us. And no. uh, lots lots of stuff that you post on. I can't actually log into the site, so I don't know. That's my excuse. Someone get me the login. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, you have been joined this week by Stephen, who's... Video camera's shut off. My he camera naked. is dead. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. Bonjour. And I've been Kerry Kitten. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Telemetry lost.